Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Well, and, wow. and by the way, one of the great things about this when you're learning these strategies is go do it on several of them. You know, in back tests, you can see in, in a couple minutes, right? You know, uh, what it would take if you were doing, let's say, paper trading and you're doing it in the future, right? And you have to wait for the event to happen and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Here, I could go back test all three of those events and see how it would have worked out. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special lesson for you. I'm putting it here on the podcast because I really believe that this is going to provide you massive, massive value. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And hey, listen, if this podcast was useful to you at all, I really highly suggest that you go check out the full trading course at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special two guests on the line. Again, with us is Rance Mayshek and Chris Mercer. And, uh, you know, every time I have these guys on, they're from Market Gear and they know so much information. And I was just talking to them ahead of time and say, I... I learn so much every time I have them on that I'm like, I don't want this to stop. I want to keep this going for as long as we can selfishly so I can learn as much as possible and then share it with the audience as well. So it's certainly a very, very mutually beneficial relationship here where we can talk about uh, options trading and we can talk about their product market gear and in the process, help the audience out there learn probably more than I am. So guys, thanks for coming back on today. Glad Absolutely. to be here. Yep. Glad to be here. And uh, before we get started, make sure you guys, if you haven't already checked out Market Gear, go to marketgear.com slash Chris Yule, that's C-H-R-I-S-U-H-L, and that'll get you started with Market Gear with a two-week free trial and 50% off your first month whenever you sign up for Market Gear. So guys, we talked a little bit ahead of time, and I think today we're going to be talking about a neutral strategy, Right. Well, or it's a bi-directional. I would call bi it a bi-directional. Okay, yes, okay. Uh, so either way the stock goes, you're able to profit in it. Yep. All right. So so what would you consider the difference in neutral and bi-directional? Well, so a neutral, this is kind of interesting because this is a delta neutral trade. So right. both sides of this can be, but generally speaking, a neutral position is where you're going to make money on stagnation, where you're going to, you know, it's going to kind of be, you know, market's not, it's going to be range ridden. It's going to be stuck in a, in a place and uh, you want to be able to make money on just it staying there. Uh, what we're doing is a bi-directional trade, which is going to be able to make money if the stock goes up or if the stock goes down. So you just want something as a driving force to cause the stock to move and you're able to profit in either direction. Okay. All right. So I, I'm interested. So, so we're looking to profit in either way, but yep. this is not like an iron condor. This is no, a different No, strategy. in fact, in, in a way, it's actually kind of almost flipping that, right? It's, it, an okay. iron condor is going to make money on that neutral, that stagnation, right? So right. Is, it's, is it boxed within that, that range? What we want to have happen is we want it to bust out of that range one way or the other, 
Okay. Right. So the, the, the iron condor, great strategy for stagnation, uh, great strategy for, you know, uh, in fact, we do this a bit in broad markets and you know, so on. What I'm going to be talking about today is something that's going to be more of uh, something you'd play when there's a driving force that's going to move a stock. Okay. So without further ado, without teasing it too much more, what do we talk about here, Rance? All right. So um, I'm going to share my screen here real quick just to, to be able to jump into this. Um, and, you know, we are going to share with you a, uh, a couple of real examples here today. So I just want to make sure that we're clear that, you know, we're not trying to make any recommendations as we're doing this. We're using this as educational examples. Um, but the trade we're talking about today is it's called a straddle play. And a straddle, it's a bi-directional trade. It's going to make money if the stock goes up or if the stock goes down. And the way we're going to do this is we're going to go out and buy a call option. Now, you know, I know a lot of your listeners know what these are, but just as a quick thing, you know, if you buy a call option, if you, when you buy that, if the stock goes up, you get to buy that stock at a lower price, right? The price at the strike price. So you make money if the stock goes up. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to buy one of those, but we're also at the exact same time going to buy a put. And by buying a put option, now a put option, when you buy it, if the stock goes down, the put option makes money. And so in this case, we're going to put both these on simultaneously. And in doing so, what we're going to end up with is a trade. Let me share this with you real quick. Um, so I was looking at this. Uh, I should have cleared my uh, uh, so, thing here So historically, quick. whenever I've talked about straddles and things like that, I've talked about it from the like buying perspective. Imagine um, like at the money, we're looking at kind of like a triangle. And mm -hmm. you would make money if the stock does not move either way. It could, Oops. but not too much in either direction. There we go. That that's right. When yep. I visualize a straddle, that's what I visualize. But we're mm -hmm. doing we're flipping it on its end. We're, we're we turning we it are. And and the and and by the way, that's a very valid strategy. The only thing I'm gonna say about that, if you're selling both of those, is that um you do have substantial risk mm -hmm. if it blows out in one direction or another, which is why, you know, one of the things we were talking about was like a, a, either a butterfly or a condor where you're going to go out further and you kind of buy it to give yourself some, some protection, right? What we're going to do in this case is we're going to flip that around. And um, now why would we flip it around, right? What would be the use case of this versus, um, versus the other? Well, the use case of this is something going to happen that's going to have a, a tendency to make the stock uh, move. And so here's what I looked for real quick. I went out and I said, okay, let me go to my scans here and I'm going to look for um, a stock that's going to come up with earnings in about three weeks, right? Now, there's a reason why I want to go three weeks. I'll explain that in a second. And then what I also want to do is find something that has a tendency to move on earnings. So in this particular case, we have the first one up here is FedEx. The average gap on earnings has been around $14. Uh, it moves on average about 7 8% on an earnings report. And so what we're looking for is that kind of a situation. So now if I go into to FedEx, and let's go to the chart for just a second here. So Rance, you were able to find that out with how many clicks? So uh, you, you like scanned it? Yeah, right. yep. And yep. then it told you within like two seconds, <laughs> seconds. that- yep. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So what that particular scan was, was I want to find stocks that have a tendency to move around their earnings report, 
right? And that's exactly what I'm looking for. So, so if you look at this particular one here on, um, on FedEx, you can see the last four earnings reports here on the screen. And you can see here, there was a pretty good move around earnings. Look at this gap right here. Again, if you looked at this, you see the, the run up coming into it. And then after earnings, it kind of came back. But what we're looking for is this move here, right? Coming into that. Um, and, you know, same thing here. We have this. So now we have an earnings report coming out here shortly. Right. So when we see a stock that has these tendencies to move around this, we want to see if there's a way to take advantage of that. Right. So one of the ways we can do that is with that exact position. So if we establish that, hey, this has a tendency to move. Um, so, again, one of the real important things here, Chris, and you, you brought this up, um, you know, as a way to play this on the the naked straddle, right, where you're selling it and you're making money on that stagnation. And then we also talked about, you know, how you protect that with a, uh, going out and doing a condor. So you've got the, you're basically, you know, it's called buying the wings so that you have some level of protection there. Um, but in this case, we're looking for the situation where it's going to pop, it's going to move, right? And we see uh, around these earnings that this has been a tendency to happen. And so that's exactly what we're going to look for here. And now to show this to, to, uh, to your, your listeners here, let me just show you something real quick. What we're going to do here is we're going to go out, we're going to buy a, a call option, right? So, so that's going to make- Which contract, I'm sorry, now, which expiration I, are we looking at here? And actually, you know what? I, I should position that just a little bit better. Let's talk about how we're going to position it. This is March 18th is the earnings, right? right? So I know I'm bouncing a little bit here, but you can see this March 18th is, a, is the earnings report. And so what we want to do is buy an option that's further out than March 18th. And- um, the the timeline I want to go for actually is basically about twice as much time as uh, between now and the earnings report. So I'm going to go okay. out to the April 9th. So that's 39 days uh, out. And and why? The reason yeah. I want to do this is because one of the the challenges <laughs> of buying an option is you have time decay, right? So what I want to do is I want to buy far enough out that time decay won't hurt me too much between now and the earnings report, right? So the only way that you can lose, so, so with, that, with that premise, let me put this trade up and you'll see what we're, what we're talking about here. So now what I do, I went out about twice as much time uh, from now to the earnings report, just kind of double that. So we're at 39 days. And now if I go out and I buy a call option, now we, we've talked about the risk graph in previous uh, uh, sessions here. We have here the price. So as the price goes up, you go into a profit, right? So up here, if the price goes down, you go into a loss, but there is that limited loss. And you notice on the call option, as the stock goes up, you make money quicker than, than you do if the stock goes down. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy that. I'm going to take a picture of this real quick, that one. And then I'm going to go out here and I'm also going to buy the um, put option, right? So now you see the blue one here is the put option. As the stock goes down, the put option makes money. The call option loses money, but because the put option makes money at a faster rate than the call option would lose money, if the stock goes down, you have an opportunity to, to be able to make money there. So this way, by you see these together now, right? With this, this is the call and the put, where you can see this opportunity to make money in either direction. So now, with that kind of is the premise of it. Let me put them on together. So you have that. That's your straddle position. Now, the only way that you can lose all of your money in this trade. Now, this is a 28 for a single lot, one contract of each. This is a $2,800 trade, 2885 The only way 
that you can lose $2,885 in this trade is if the stock is right at the strike price, in this case, 265, right? So, so stock's at 263.78. So we want the closest at the money option. So it would have to be at 265, but it would also have to be at that price on April the 9th. Now, we already established that the earnings report was coming out, again, way before that. Again, it's coming out in March 18th, right? So where am I going to be? In, where am I going to do in this trade? I'm going to get out of this on March 19th, win, lose, or draw, right? So let me show you what that looks like. I'm going to show you a little bit. Let me ask you this, Rance. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times, um, you know, with earnings, implied volatility starts to rise going into the earnings event, crashes once yep. it happens yep and i mean this is now like we're, we're throwing we're throwing implied volatility into the delta issue that we're talking about just a second ago how yep. are you bringing that into account yeah, that's a great question and it's actually one of those so what i did here was i looked for a, a stock that's coming out with earnings two to three weeks from now uh -huh. Why am I doing it so far before the earnings report comes out? Because of that very thing, okay. right? So if I look at my, uh, you know, my last couple of earnings, what happens is look at this. So the last now I'm going to show you here. If you look at the IV right above that on that tooltip, what are we looking at? Last here? earnings it was 63, right? And then over here, if we look at this one, it was 50. Right. And now it's still it's still up a little bit. Part of this is because of the the volatility the last couple of days last week that drove it up, but it's still below these points. Right. So right now the implied volatility is 44. And the last two earnings report it was like in 50 and up here at 60. Uh, the one prior to that, and then you go back another one, it was up in the up again at like 68. Okay. Right? Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm getting in two to three weeks before the earnings report, before the implied volatility has gone up. Which right? would help this trade. Which would help this trade. So Without any kind of delta move whatsoever. Right. You can move up, the, you know, the value can move up before, as we lead into earnings, just based on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, yep. so when you're looking for this strategy, Rance, are you looking for stocks that have a lower than average implied volatility and are coming into earnings? Or does that, that is exactly correct. Yes, yes, okay. yes, that is exactly correct. So what I want to do is I want to buy... Again, generally speaking, two to three weeks before an earnings report comes out, um, you look at the implied volatility, you see where it's at compared to its, you know, its averages, and you see this every time it's come out with earnings, it pops above its average. Uh, right now, it's a little bit below its average, and you know, with uh, you know, that little pop that you saw on Friday was everything was up because the market was down a bit mm -hmm. Friday. You know, uh, now it's come down and more reasonable, and that the, the odds of that going up as we get into that earnings is is very very strong. So. This is some, let me let me show you what that looks like because it's actually a really interesting piece. Right now we have volatility at 44, and we established that volatility was 50 to 60 at the last 68 on the couple of them ago. So so if volatility now this is where this is at today. So the dots here, the dotted line, this is today. And the difference, by the way, here is this uh, bid ask spread, right? Which you could always work a little bit to get between. But watch what happens if we see the volatility increase on this to up to like that 60, that level, right? We end up in a situation where, again, the dots, that's today's graph. Um, according to this, if volatility just went up 
to where it was at the last earnings report, we'd be profitable even if the stock hasn't moved just because of the increase in volatility. So is that your where, goal of this trade is to capture what, that rise in IV or not? My, my, my goal in this trade is to make money. Of course. <laughs> but by what means? So there are two ways that I can make money in this trade. Number one, I can make money on movement. So mm. if, the, if I ride through the earnings report, now, and by the way, my, my rule on this for exit, day before or day after, no, don't hold it any more than that, right? Because you brought up a very good point. What's going to happen is the earnings report comes out the very next day. So it comes out, let's say, after market. The next day, implied volatility is going to start coming out of this, right? So if, if the day before earnings, you know, it's coming out after market today. So on today, before the report comes out after market, if there's a large increase in implied volatility and I'm profitable, take the money and run, right? You've got, you've, you've turned out profitable in trade. You got this hot. Now, if I hold on to it till the next day, now I'm looking for movement, right? Because that implied volatility is going to is going to come back down um, after that. So I have to be aware of that. But I want to. You know, now I'm playing the movement side of it, and I'm hoping to see movement one way or the other, All right? So so the driving force of the earnings report on a stock that tends to move on earnings. So I have that driving force to move it. And then on top of that, because it tends to move around earnings, implied volatility usually inflates as you come into the report. So before I ever hit the report itself, right before that, I may get out with a profit just by the increase in probability, uh, increase in implied volatility. Well, if on I this, and it, it makes sense to me because uh, if you were to go back to the price chart, you would see a lot of the times the price is increased on its way into earnings. And obviously that no predictor of future events, but historically it has increased running into earnings. So yep. you've got that in your favor. You've got the Delta move right. in your favor. Yep. And yep. then like, let's say it goes up $10 during that period. You, you've now skewed your profit over to one side of that uh, profit and loss chart. And then you've, you've bumped it up because of the implied volatility. Okay. I, I understand say- it. I would say that probably about between a quarter and a third of the time I do this, I exit before the report comes out, right? Because I know at that point, right, you're right. If it runs up $10 and then on top of that, it sees a skew of increased implied volatility, I'm going to have a nice profit on that. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, I know what my profit is today. I don't know what my profit's going to be tomorrow after the report comes out, right? Let me ask so, you this. Why not just buy the call? Why do both? Well, well that's assuming when it's going to be positive earnings report. That's going of to course, take the stock right. up. So, so if you look at this, it's kind of interesting because you mentioned it does kind of tend to run up. It really does depend a little bit. If you look at right here, uh, this is back uh, in the, um, uh, uh, the, the March earnings, right, where it dropped coming into earnings. The earnings report came out and they missed their number and it popped up after. Mm-hmm. So if I got in a week or so before, I would have been in here back at, you know, uh, uh, 125 and then the day earnings came out it was at 92 that's a 25 dollar move 20 percent move in the stock coming into earnings so your right? your apply volatility would have like skyrocketed going would, into that it would have skyrocketed going into that and Plus you would have had the delta move i understand you got it okay you got it right and so and then here you had it uh, that kind of flat going into it, a little bit of run up right before and then pop. Here you definitely had that run up going into it, 
And then they hit their number and what it do? It collapsed afterward, right? So it's just, you know, it's one of those that a lot of times there's kind of the, the, the run up, but it's not always that, right? So this way, I don't care which way it is because if I do it, if I just buy the call, I now have to be right in direction. This way, I don't have to be right on direction. I could be right either way it goes. And um, by the way, one of the things you also see here, there's a bit of a consolidation happening right now. Um, that also tends to be pretty good because you can see a consolidation coming into it. It's kind of like winding a spring up. It tends to pop even more um, when there's a bit right. of a, a triangle or consolidation happening yeah. beforehand. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, Do you play, because when I don't trade earnings anymore because I've been burned way too many times. Um <laughs> by like the the traditional earnings play which is you know yep. selling like an iron condor so selling an out of the money call spread selling an out of the money put spread going into the earnings event and then in theory um they're so overpriced that it's going to collapse and there's not going to be any delta moves and you would have you would have made a killing and i can tell you rants i don't trade earnings because the theory may be true but the practice is not true in that but do you do you trade that way I, I would not. Do, so what you're doing is like that iron condor going into it because they're overpriced. Um, the challenge that I have with that is that um, it, it works really well if it doesn't move a lot through earnings. But as you said, you've had times where it has, right? Well, what I'm trying to do in this case is find a driving force that's going to cause it to move and take advantage of that. Um, if I'm going to do an iron condor, uh, I'll tell you that uh, we actually have scans for, for those in the system too. And one of the rules is that the option has to expire prior to the, uh, um, the, uh, excuse me. Yeah. The option has to expire prior to the next earnings date because I don't want that driving force. I, I, I'll tell you, Chris, I, I've seen, you know, look, I've played both sides of this, right? Let me tell you, if you did an iron condor and it didn't work, think about that. The opposite is probably, probably would have worked, which is exactly what we're talking about, right? Playing the straddle. Um, if, if, a, if a condor didn't work, a straddle probably would have, right? A, a long straddle buying both sides. And, you know, it's just, a, it's one of those things that uh, there's a couple things here that make it work more effective. One of those is give it, buy it far enough before the event that there's going to be an increase in volatility, right? Which is why I said two to three weeks before. Um, one of the other things that we want to do is you want to buy more time than you need. Why? Because you're going to have time decay, mm -hmm. right? And I, you know, if I buy an option for, for six weeks out, the latter three is going to have a lot more time decay than the shorter three, right? Which is why I'm giving myself more time to, to you know, than I need in the trade. Yeah, if, actually, that goes back to one of our first episodes we did. That was something that was like, when do you buy an option? When do you sell an option? And you, you told me, um, you know, going out twice as far uh, as you think the yep. move may take for buying the option makes a lot of sense. And I got to tell you, Rance, the day after that, I immediately started doing it. So I appreciate that. I can tell you, <laughs> this is this is not wasting anybody's time here. I'm making money on these uh, these things that you're telling me. Rance, can you go back to the price chart real quick? Uh, two things. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, one is well, you know, part of the reason, obviously, the implied volatility goes up is think about it. What does the average person do around earnings? They wait until 
the day or two before a stock's going to report, and then they put on some options positions, right? And then when that does or doesn't work, they find the next stock, and they're just earnings players moving from stock to stock to stock, whereas that's why the implied volatility goes up as you get close to those earnings, right? Whereas when, when he gets in three weeks in advance, that's why the implied volatility is not there. So, But the other thing I want to point out is he commented on the fact that a lot of the times, more of the time, almost half the time, he ends up closing the trade before the earnings even hit. And I just want to, if we can, um, if we can look at, uh, on the, let's just start and focus our eyes on the left side, the first trade over the first earnings trade. Keep in mind that was March of last year. That was when COVID was in complete lockdown, right? And the market was tanking and falling apart. But imagine if you will, because that's the bottom day in the market, by the way, also when FedEx reported basically. And if you imagine, if you will, three weeks before then, when he puts this trade on, I mean, that's already because of what was going on with COVID, that's actually like a 50 point move. Why is he going to bother wasting his time holding that trade through the actual earnings after 50 points? But if we go to the next one, look at the three weeks leading up to that. It's basically a dead flat market for, for FedEx anyways, right? And then the gap is pretty big. So that's where he makes the money. If you go to the next one and go three weeks beforehand, again, the market's already made, a, FedEx has already made a 30-point move before you even get to earnings, right? And that implied volatility. So those three cases alone, and then get the reverse on the other one, which was you would have the market, you would have put this trade on almost at the top. Uh, three weeks beforehand and then right you'd be well in the money by the time so three out of the four he's in the money before earnings hit right by a lot and the only one that wasn't is the one that popped the most when the earnings actually happened well and i like this trade because it it's taking advantage of the stock price move not just the implied volatility move but in theory you could get both and i like yes. that yes yep. in fact one of the things that uh, just to show you something on this we were talking about you know, the earnings coming out on March 18th. So if I go to this trade and, um, you know, one of the cool things about this is that it, it, you can get transparency into the trade pretty effectively here. Uh, if you look at this, uh, here we have 27.65 in the trade. Now, the only way we can lose 27.65 in the trade is if we're right at 265 on expiration, which is April 9th, but we're not playing April 9th. We're playing the earnings report, which we said is coming out on the 18th of March. So the, when am I going to get out of this? When was, I'm out by the 19th right? Cause the, the day after earnings, right? So assuming after market first thing, you know, on the, the 19th, I'm out of here. Well, one of the things you want to look at here is if you look at my, my risk graph now, even though I have 2765 in the trade, and this is, this is Chris, this is why we want to buy more time than we need, right? Because I don't want to be riding that, that last moments of time decay, especially when I own two options, right? So if I look at this and I take this out until um, the day after earnings and I look at my risk here, my risk, and I'm looking at the lowest point on the chart for right down here is right about a little bit under $800. Now I have 26, there's $2,700 in the trade yet between now and earnings, my time risk is closer to about $800 in the trade. Oh, hey, you know so what? You, you, that right? is cool. I like right? that. I didn't realize you could uh, track it down like that. Right. So, so now you can, yeah, you can come up with what, what's my time risk between now and that date. And then the other one is, of course, we have our uh, volatility. And if we take that up to 60, where we've seen it in the past, you know, now we have, now my break even points that are much, much narrower than if I were to look at just the, the expiration of that trade, right? That, 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 that V, that deep V that we mm -hmm. see in a straddle. I don't have that in this case. I have this U-shaped curve because I'm only playing 
I'm only going to be in this trade half the time of those options, right? So I don't have this this deep, uh, you know, uh, ravine to fall into because I'm not going to be in it that long. Right. And the combination of the chance of increase in implied volatility and the probability of move, and the fact that I don't have all of my money at risk in that trade because I'm not going to hold it that long, gives you an increased probability of being able to profit on the trade. Huh. You know, Rance, coming into this episode, I would have said, you don't know what you're talking about. This is not the uh, <laughs> fundamental way to trade earnings. There's no sane person who goes out there and buys these straddles three weeks before earnings. But you've convinced me, Rance. I may have to uh, to check these out myself. Now, I'll probably paper trade it because uh, I'm a little gun shy on, uh, on this and, kind and of And I really recommend, I'll tell you what, yeah. I, I really do recommend paper trading this first because you are buying both of these. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it does have this decay and you want to make sure you got it down. And, you know, one of the things that, I just put a couple quick notes up here about things to, to do. You're going to buy at the money calls and puts. You're going to enter prior to an anticipated increase in volatility. So if volatility is already high, too late for that one, go find another one, right? You want to make sure that you have- And, you know, and how do we find if the implied volatility is high? So it, the, the best way to do that is- uh, you know, a lot of platforms have uh, an implied volatility chart on there. And what you do is you can look, in fact, actually on our chart side of this, we have it on here too, where you could add an indicator of implied and um, uh, HVIV, there we go. Um, and then what you have here is, uh, let me bring it up. Uh, this is my HVIV, so I can get it up closer to the chart. Um, so you can see when the earnings came out, Right. Here's an earnings report. You can see what it, what the implied volatility was. Uh, if you and it's, I'm looking over here at the blue one on the left side here. When I put the cursor over it, it was 63. If you go to the prior one to that, it was um, uh, 57, 59. Uh, the right before it. Uh, I mean, this one. Don't even look at this one because this was the COVID number. Right? But you can see that these implied volatilities tend to get up there. Um, and right now we're down here at around uh, you know 44 when it's been running 40, you know, uh, basically 50 to 60. So we know that we're in a little bit lower of that implied volatility. Um, you know, we haven't also show a, uh, an average on here. So, and if you look at this on almost every single earnings report, you see that it's above the average and it's currently below the average. So I know that it's, you know, it's, you know, probably not too high, right? So that's, yeah. that's uh, one th of the That makes a lot at. of sense. I'm all about stacking the odds in my favor. So, so in this case, you know, we're looking at, stacking the delta because going into earnings there could potentially be some some stock moves we're looking at stacking the volatility in our favor mm -hmm. and then we are not going to let this run out to expiration and take mm -hmm. a full loser on the trade we're going yep. to be a lot smarter about how we're managing it um now what is your catalyst to decide to exit before or decide to exit after uh, profitability if i uh -huh. see you know the, here, here's the thing you, you look at um uh, you know, something like this one here on the chart where it was flat coming in, probably not one that would have worked out for us to, to uh, you know, to exit early. But when you look at the ones where, uh, you know, if you, if you take this one here and you were to get in uh, three weeks early and that run up, you can see a major move. Obviously, the one that happened back here with COVID, huge move beforehand. So if I've seen a, a, a significant move before the earnings report came out and I, uh, and I, I mean, what tends, you, you mentioned it, uh, there's a pattern, run up before earnings, come back down after the report comes out. That's kind of a normal pattern, right? So if it's had a run up, 
um, and I've got a profitability and I, for two reasons, one, because of the move two because of the increase in volatility. Now I could be in a situation where if it drops back down to where it was and I lose volatility, I could be in a loss. So if I've seen movement, um, if I've seen a run up or down coming into that and I've got a nice little profit from the increase in volatility, I'm getting out because I know, you know what, it could be a base hit versus a home run, except that it's a base hit that I know versus a possibility of a home run overnight. So especially if it's had a, a run up or down prior to the earnings, um, I'll have a tendency to get out of this. Gotcha. Right? So, uh, so and, and I'll tell you that this is not a, um, uh, you know, I, we've seen this place by so many people where it, where they have challenges with it working for them. And the, the number one reason is they wait too long to get in. They get in too close to the earnings report. And you brought it up, like the, doing it the other way, right? Selling that right before the earnings report, when there's this huge implied volatility increase, hoping it drops down and the stock doesn't move enough, mm -hmm. right? If the stock mm -hmm. doesn't move, then you're making money. Well, in this particular case, what we're doing is we're getting in before implied goes up so that as implied volatility goes up, it's helping our trade. That's why I'm looking mm -hmm. for something that's coming out like three weeks from now, you know? So that, that's our focal point. And Chris, by the way, you mentioned demo trading it, which is obviously, I agree, is a smart thing for somebody when they're trying a new strategy. But the other thing, and we don't have to uh, show this today because I know we're probably ticking through time here, but you can on this platform backtest. And meaning you could go back to, you know, look, let's take the far left one again, back in May or March of last year, you could go and find the options pricing from three weeks earlier and see what it would have been to put that trade on and actually see what it would have been. No, the day before. you can't do that. Mm, yeah. You can. Are you for real? You can do the <laughs> options back testing inside this. All right. Yes. Ran, ran I need show you guys <laughs> to like literally hold my hand and help me click the buttons to figure this out. Cause like I, I had no idea. So let me tell you something. I'm going to go back to that uh, February 24th. Let's go uh, right here. February 24th. Okay. This is February 24th. I'm going to go in here and I'm going to go buy my option. Right. So that's I'm, historical I'm options. Data that's data. my option. So what this did was this, this just loaded the options for um, for this date for uh, for February 24th. And then we had the earnings report itself came out on uh, the 17th. So then if I take this and I go look at March 17th, here's what it looks like. Here's what happened. I would have got in this trade um, at, when the stock was at 94. Um, on, I'm sorry, I would have got in this trade. My mistake. I got in the trade when, because I already put that, that date in here, uh, when the stock was about 150, right? And now uh, with that collapse that happened, look at this. I would have made on that trade, on that March 1, got getting in on the 24th, but again, about three weeks before, then I'm exiting on the day of earnings. Um, I would have made a 290% uh, return in that trade. I, I'm in disbelief because I didn't know that you could access that stuff. I thought that was just like thrown out with the wind. How about that? Well, and, wow. and by the way, one of the great things about this when you're learning these strategies is go do it on several of them. You know, in back tests, you can see in, in a couple minutes right? You know, uh, what it would take if you were doing, let's say paper trading and you're doing it in the future, right? And you have to wait for the event to happen and all mm -hmm. that stuff here. I could go back test all three of those events and see how it would have worked out. But you know, this would have been, um, my entry on this trade, by the way, if you look at the numbers, my entry on the trade would have been $1,400. The, um, when I got in on the 24th 
on uh, the 17th of March, it was worth $5,700 for a $4,200 profit that, on that trade. That's that's uh, quite a, uh, a nice return on that. Wow. Well, guys, I got to tell you, this was supremely enlightening. I, I Let me tell you what I've learned. First off, buying the option going into earnings isn't as crazy an idea as it sounds when you set up in this manner like you're talking about. Second, um, you know, we're taking advantage of both the Delta move, the stock price move, as well as volatility move. And third, you can backtest this stuff and I had no idea. So <laughs> this has been highly educational for me and, and I hope it has been for the audience as well. And this is not any kind of fake or scripted, uh, trust me, I am not Tom Cruise or any sort of actor that I can't, <laughs> I can't fake this. Okay. I, I am genuinely excited to go and, uh, to play with that. And if you guys are looking to go play with it, the way, the easiest way to do it is at marketgear.com slash Chris Yule spelled C H R I S U H L. That's me. You'll get two weeks for free and 50% off your first month. And if nothing else, you can go in there and play with this for two weeks and understand how the strategy works, just like Rance was showing. And, uh, you know, as we're coming into earnings season, you know, sometime in the future, maybe this is a strategy that you want to try for yourself. Guys, this has been fantastic. This is what I was telling you. I don't want to stop this because I, I am getting so much value out of it. And I hope the audience is too. <laughs> well, we enjoy doing sharing it with you. You know, we've been in this game for uh quite a few years and we, we've seen how uh, people come in, they try certain things and work out, you know, so it's part of why we have the tools we have, why we have back testing, why we have these different things so that you can build your confidence before you go doing it for real. And, and I'm all about that with, with trading because, you know, there's, there's the old statistic of 90% of traders lose 90% of their accounts in the first 90 days of trading. And I was there, I lost two thirds of my account in the first 60 days of trading. So I know what it's like to go through there. Um, and I don't want anyone to have to deal with that. And that's really one of the re main reasons I love sharing different tools, different platforms and, and different ideas with the audience, because, you know, it, it, it takes some experience to understand how the market, you know, work, how to play the game. And then once you understand how to play the game, you just play the game. And sometimes you win and sometimes you lose, just like in Tetris or anything else, right? Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. <laughs> yep. Yep. So guys, really, thank you so much for this, uh, this hugely educational lesson. And like I said, make sure you head to marketgear.com slash Chris Yule to get started with your market gear trial today. And guys, thank you so much for, for coming to the show. Thanks. For Thanks. Us. Glad to be here. And thank you for tuning into today's how to trade stocks options podcast. Make sure you like subscribe and enable notifications. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? Now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're gonna find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. <laughs> and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're going to get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses. And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out 
how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today, the five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimMinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.